Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. So now we're going to go into um, like how we can be an ally for LGBTQIA plus in our work with children and families. Um, like some, I guess like for, I'm just going to be selfish and it's because I want to know, like, I want to know what I can do to be an ally. So that's what we're going to talk about now. Um, but I also want to talk a little bit too, because I think it's important is how to talk with young children about anatomy and physiology and the terms that we covered a while ago, um, in our work with young children and anything else that we come up with. So let's, let's, what do you think, what do you feel like it's important to start with? Well, it's funny that you said about the anatomy thing, because this was actually Uh, something that just recently happened um or i just had an experience with this um at at my program um one of the gosh one of the kids was walking it's it's really funny he was walking around asking everyone if they had a penis like he did Mm -hmm. and so you know we people answer yes no one of the teachers that we have she's an older woman and she said well no um i have a vagina and he said, oh, why? And she goes, because boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. And I didn't hear her say this to him, but she said it to me that she said it to him. Mm. And I was like, um, that's incorrect. And so just even things like that, like it doesn't have to be some like sit down conversation with the children where we're like, all right, everyone, we're going to talk about who has a penis today. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, it's those organic conversations, like right then when yeah. he was asking those questions, instead of saying boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, you could just say, I have a vagina, mm-hmm. not I have a vagina because I'm a girl, because there are women that have penises, shock of the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think it's just about finding those times where it can be like organic and it doesn't have to be something where you have to like sit and have a whole explanation about it. It's really just about the environment that you create. It's about the language that you use yourself. Um, cause we all know that children model everything that we say and do. And so it's also about checking our own language and the things that we use. Um, even when we use gendered language, like Hey, you guys, which I literally probably say 15 times a day. And I catch myself every single time. I catch myself when I say that too. All the time. But it's like things Mm -hmm. like that. Just thinking a little bit more deeply about the the language that we're using and the environment that we're creating. Are we creating space for all different types of people in our program, you know, And, and not just like, do I have a book in the library with two dads in it? Like, do we go beyond that? Do we talk about acceptance? Do we just in, in normal conversation, um, do we invite families to share who they are and what type of families they have and celebrate that? Um, yeah, for me, it's just, it's just make it as natural as possible yeah. um, and, and as organic as possible because we all know that's how children learn best anyways. Yeah. Um, they don't learn by us sitting them all down and telling them 
this is what the letter A looks like. And it means this picture of an apple, right? They right. learn by doing organic, holistic things to learn about those things. Mm -hmm. so it's different than this. And especially when a child is literally bringing up the conversation, they're like handing you an organic time yeah. and a conversation. They're giving it to you right here. And it's like, you have, there's so much power in, in the responses that, that you give. Right. So for that teacher, um, do you think she's still, I mean, obviously still learning, hopefully open to learning. Um, so she, what could she have said when he said, like when she said, I have a vagina and he said, why would a, an answer like, because that's what I was born with. Is that, could you say mm -hmm. that or what? I mean, yeah, you could, because mm -hmm. if she's, you know, identifies with the sex that she was given yeah. at birth and yeah, yeah. That's, that could be true or just because that's what I have. That's what I have. Yeah. I have a vagina. That's what I have. And you have a penis and that's what you have. And that's okay. You know? um, but yeah, things like that, especially when we start getting into anatomy and things like that can be really, really difficult for people, especially people of those older generations. Like she, it like who doesn't even compute to any of that type of stuff. Um, and so it can be really hard to like get out of that mindset because a lot, I mean, that is a natural response for a lot of people yeah. to say if a child asked them that, right? And not, and maybe not even because they don't think it's not true, but also because they're like, oh God, I can't have that conversation with them. Yeah. It's like, well, you can, because who else is going to have it? Yeah. If you don't have it, who else is going to have it with them? And then they're going to grow up and they're going to be uneducated as to how the world and people are well that and then um i love the way that you're not shaming them because of the because there's nothing wrong with the, the topic exactly. um and so when we shame kids we're telling them that they can't they don't talk about this this is not something to talk about and or something's wrong mm -hmm. and so i love i just love the the natural way you went about you your whole center seemed to go about the conversation yeah. And I mean, especially when it comes to body parts too, because that has so many correlations to it, because if we, if the children are talking about their penis and we're telling them, don't talk about your penis, we don't talk about that. Then if someone's touching their penis and they shouldn't be, they're not going to tell you mm -hmm. because they're not supposed to talk about it. Yep. Exactly. And stop calling your vagina, your cookies or whatever. Yeah. They, to these girls because they're going to say they're touching my cookies and you're going to say I don't care because you shouldn't be eating cookies anyways but they're really talking about their vagina yeah like I don't understand why people don't get that like there's nothing wrong with terms of your body that's exactly and I think like in my experience growing up my parents didn't they we never talked about anything having to do with body parts. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even like a word that was used at all. It was just completely kind of ignored. Yeah. So when I started, when I had kids, even like it was my first child 16 years ago, it was really difficult for me to start saying those words out loud because it felt shameful. Yes. Because I was never brought up in a household where it was talked about in any way, shape or form. So it just takes saying it yeah. over and over. And yeah, you might cringe a little bit because it doesn't feel right. It's kind of like saying a curse word for the first time. You're like, Ooh, yep. like how that felt weird. Um, but once you say it more and more, you just, it, it, it doesn't become taboo anymore. Exactly. And it shouldn't be like, no, it shouldn't. There are, there's no bad word, all of that. Like you should, children should know the terms for their body parts. Yes. Period. Um, for more reasons than one. Um, because they should that. Yeah. What is like there? It's just, it's very confusing to me. It's very confusing to me. 
Um, but yeah, so that was my little like anecdote that actually just happened that I was like just talking about at work. Um, and yeah, it's hard and it is hard to bring those things up to, to, to people and to get them to start to like shift their mindset. And sometimes they're just not there for that and they're not there for that. So yeah, not, they're not ready for that conversation yet. But that doesn't mean not to bring it up because exactly. you could plant a seed and they might circle back and, and be like, oh, that's what they were. That's what they were saying. I wasn't ready for it, but now I might be. Yeah. And just because you're not ready for it doesn't mean that you're going to continue to keep telling these kids that only boys have penises. Cause that's not going to happen whether you're ready for it or not. So yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about just so, cause I know that there's a lot of educators who might use guys. Hey guys, like, oh, yeah. you know, and, um, that's a really hard habit to break. So my friend who teaches high school, she calls all of her students chickens now. <laughs> so she's like, come on chickens. Um, and I, I mean, that's just like one way to like kind of break it quickly, I think is to make it mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. Um, come on alligators. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We, I hesitate to use the word friends because we're not oh. all friends here. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that was just a creative way that I wanted to share that somebody in the education industry has, has done that. I know a little. Yeah. My yeah. teacher I worked with uses neighbors because they're a community. Oh yeah. So she says, come on neighbors. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's, oh. and it's just about you. It, a lot of times it really is that conscious effort. Like you have to like force yourself sometimes to like go back and say a different word or really remember to like say a different word because it is mm -hmm. super, it is like the, probably the hardest, at least for me, it's been the hardest thing to break. Um, and, but I'm, you have to keep trying because that's what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I want to, and we'll probably circle back, I'm sure, but I want to talk about, um, how people who work with children and families can be allies for the LGBTQIA plus community. What does that look like? How do we be an ally? Um, well, It also has to do with the people that you surround yourself with too. Um, so I see, I've, I always see this like little, it's, I guess it's kind of a joke going around like on social media where it's like, girl, if your boyfriend is homophobic, you are not an ally. Mm. Like, and that's true. Like you can't be an ally and see things happening and not, do something about them or remove, or at least remove yourself from that situation, you know? Um, and it's more than just, and this is a little bit of, I guess, a pet peeve of mine, but it's more than just being like, oh, yes, girl. Yes, hunty. I love, oh, yes, girl. Work it, girl. I love. Ever talk to me like that at work. Yes, girl. I love. <laughs> Like all of that, because that happens, walk away. that happens so often. Right. And it's like, that is not, that isn't it. <laughs> just, just treat people with kindness and don't be a dick. I mean, right, I mean can you uh, still can be on your podcast? I'm so yeah, sorry. We're just going to put an explicit on this. Ooh. Um, can you still if be an ally? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> can you still be an ally if you're if you've been married for 30 years and you really want to be an ally and you're very supportive of the LGBTQIA plus community, but the spouse you've been married to is not 
can you still be an ally if you choose to stay with that person? Because you've been married and created a life together and have children and you love each other. My caveat would be as long as you're working from inside the house. Mm. So uh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think I, here's the thing. I, yes. I, I love that joke that's going on social media, yes. but I think, I think everybody can be an ally. Totally. Just yeah. you have to, it, being an ally is doing the work to support LGBTQ plus people. And that means helping to change the mindsets and the biases that those around you are holding Mm -hmm. so if you are with that person and not doing anything about the the, the mindset and the biases then I would say no but if you're working within the house and trying and doing what you can then absolutely Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of I'm going to speak from some of my own experience here and pray to God my family's not listening to this Uh (laughs) Um, so my dad is homophobic, transphobic, um, and has like sees the stuff that I put out on social media and sees what I share and actually like, uh, went on a, um, Like he wanted to lecture me on it as how it pertains to Christianity and his church and all of these things. And he's my father and I grew up with him and I love him dearly. And um, uh, all I could do was say, I love all people and I support all people. And I hung up on him. Is that, do I need to do more than that? at the risk of completely destroying a relationship with my father or is that enough? I mean, I guess there's two ways you could look at it. One way would be, again, like we said, if someone's not in the space to hear those things or not in the space to be willing to change their mind, there's obviously only so much you can do. Yeah. So it's like, there's no point in wanting to like beat yourself up about it. If it's like, he's just not, he's just not going to get it. And especially people in those older generations, like sometimes it just is what it is and they're just not going to get it. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just, I don't know. You just really have to think about like, Think about the people that you want to have in your life and if they if if it's okay that there's people in your life that don't hold the same beliefs as you about other people and just make kind of that decision for yourself but I think that that relationship has nothing to do with your ability to be an ally because what you did already by saying that to him and then hanging up is that. Mm-hmm. Of that because you're removing yourself from this negative space of homophobia and all of this and you're deciding to not partake in that so that's already something as it is and and i blocked him on my social media oh isn't that fun <laughs> yeah my own dad like i blocked him because like so- you don't get to comment on it like you don't get to corner me and like out off it is but it's like, I mean, yeah, because if he, if, if someone's not ready, just, it's, I'm not going to continue to waste my breath when I could be using my breath to actually fight and actually like work with people who are open-minded. Open. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what's, what's the point really, you know? Right. You can only do what you can do. And I mean, I, I would never question that you're an ally. Like just looking at that the whole situation, I know because I, you're doing. I see your advocacy and everywhere else. Right, exactly. Just because this one facet might not be changeable or movable or um, edited, whatever, doesn't mean you're not an ally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where that joke kind of like trails off. Totally. 
mm-hmm. because um, I think the joke is is saying that you're choosing to remain with a person you're not necessarily um, what's the word like like obligatedly committed to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you're making a conscious choice to remain with that person mm-hmm. I don't think the dad situation is the same thing no because especially with that, especially with that joke too it's like because if you're if you're with somebody and you're choosing to stay with that person knowing that that's how they believe you're basically saying that that's okay whereas we don't choose our parents girl you know we don't choose that that is something that's already there and we can't we can't make people think a different way we can't make people open their mind we can't make people do that all we can do is speak our truth and speak what we believe and if people connect to that and want to learn more then that's great Mm -hmm. then that's great for them and we decide the relationship from that point on which is what you are doing right now you know you're deciding this is a relationship that i'm always going to have technically but i can also decide what type of relationship i have based on these facets going forward mm-hmm. and to that is mm-hmm. is that is being an ally okay okay um tell me how like what else what else can we do to be an ally let's maybe maybe it would help to put it in buckets how can we be an ally outside of the classroom and then inside the classroom yeah i think i love how i can see samuel's wheels turning <laughs> it's like i mean it's like what willie said too it's like you have to be willing to to put in the work to fight for other people is really what it's about. And that has to do with being an ally for anybody. You know, you have to be willing to number one, fight for other people. And number two, you have to be willing to fight and stand up for people that you don't even know. Yeah. Which is a really big issue for a lot of people. And honestly, personally, I think one of the reasons why the world is so messed up right now is because nobody has that feeling right but you have you have to be willing to do that work because it takes work and it's work for us every day it's work for all kinds of marginalized people every day to just go out there and live and so you have to be willing to do the work if if it's if it's important to you so if that's spreading the message if that's donating to organizations that think that way, if that's marching, fighting, going up, like all, there's all sorts of ways that you can do it. And I feel like a lot of times, especially in the world of social media, like the there's like levels to being an ally that are like, this one's really good. And if you're only doing this one, you're not really as good. And I just don't really think that that's fair. And I think that everyone has a place and everyone has talents um like you for example you are talented at speaking and getting messages out to people whether through your words or through your content so using that like you are that's your form of being an ally and it's just as valid as somebody who's going to go up to the capital and stand up there for three days straight and not eat any food and you know whatever other people decide to do right there's no better way to do it it's all just about fighting for what you believe is right. Do you want to know what's a really fun way to be an ally yes. in my house? Doing this? Um, well, yeah, but like with my kids is watching RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yes. yes. My children or, or Queer Eye. I mean, we watch yes. that and it's yes. like we celebrate people. Exactly. And my children have learned so much mm-hmm. about the language and pronouns and tucking. Like yes. I had to explain tucking. <laughs> well, and, and then let's, let's, so let's continue the thought. Let's talk about um, like showing, like supporting media that's 
uplifting yes. queer voices. Yes. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys something right now. It's gonna kind of it's gonna make you mad, but but it's gonna cool. it, it has a I have a reason for saying this. Okay, okay. He's never watched uh, the Lightyear. Have you guys heard about what happened with Lightyear? No, no. I heard it was horrible. That's what. That's all I heard. I loved it. I, oh! heard, it was, I heard it was really. No, I didn't see it. I just heard people saying it was. Oh, like really bad. I loved it. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, at least I think I, I I really liked it. Okay, there's about thirty seconds worth of of obvious on screen where there is a lesbian couple. Oh. About 30 seconds in total. I would say there's like little pieces throughout, but I would say in total, it's probably about 30 yeah. seconds, no more than a minute. There are some people who did not like that. Of course. And so before the movie even came out, there was over 1,000 one-star reviews on like Yelp or Rotten Tomatoes, whatever it is, before the movie even came out. Oh, my God. Now I want to go um, see so it just So this movie because. has already been declared to be... Um, Pixar's least ranked movie because that's all the people that I've been reading that say it's bad. Maybe yeah, go see it. It was great. Um, but here's the thing: so going, seeing things, going and writing about them on um, these platforms, Mm -hmm. supporting these 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 ventures into queer spaces. It was 30 seconds of a movie, and people have gotten upset about that. So showing support that they people can that that queer people queer people are allowed to be on screen. And queer people can thrive on the screen is important. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I love that. And it just made me think of something else. Um, Because a lot of people like to, uh, a lot of people enjoy the fruits of queer people's labor, right? Many people enjoy the dance music and whatever else they think that like queer people create, right? But then there's that line where they enjoy it, but they're not gonna celebrate the people who actually make it, right? Just like when we're talking about black people, for example, it's the same thing. Like everybody loves the, the things that black culture brings us, but look how we treat the actual people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you, when you talk about watching Drag Race with your children and you talk about how they're learning from it and you're talking about it, that is the way that you should be absorbing queer entertainment as opposed to watching it and death dropping all over the place, but then not doing anything other than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I do have to say, like, I am... You my death drop all over the house. What? I said you. You just have to tell us that you death drop all over the house. No. <laughs> um, okay. So my eleven-year-old today, she saw this pin because it's. I have one like sitting in my car. It actually broke off my backpack. So now I just have the little tiny thing like sitting on the. There's like this little dashboard crevice thing. So it just sits in there, and. Um, she got in the car and she saw it. She's like, oh my gosh, I love this thing. And, um, and I, I said, it's from my friend Willie and told her the story of like that, the pins and how, um, he donated money to different organizations. And she's like, that is really, really neat. That is really cool, mom. And okay. So this leads to, a question that now it's like, a, I'm asking for myself, parenting advice. Um, <laughs> so the first, so I was like, I'll give her a pin to put on her backpack. And then I was like, okay, if I do that, I have to talk. I then have to teach her something like a, something to say when somebody makes fun of her because you know, there will be the the children who don't have, who aren't, who don't have access to parents like me. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I mean, it's like those things that I have to, that's, that's being an ally right there. That's like, okay, I'm going to, I have to think through it because I'm going to help my child through this situation because inevitably they're going to get some flack for supporting, for being an ally. Mm -hmm. So how can like an 11 year old be an ally 
in a developmentally appropriate way. I feel like sometimes that those are the best allies, really, because the children are going to be the children are our future. But non apologetic. It's true. Like the children, that's that's who's going to grow up and run things, right? And so, mm-hmm. and children and young people. And now I sound like an old person, but <laughs> children and young people have such power, and I don't think they realize it. I think they're starting to realize it, but I don't think they really truly realize how much power they have, and they're so. They're so much more accepting now than even like when I was younger. And so children and young people just have such a loud voice that they can use and it can be hard to use it, but they can really, really make a change. And even if it's just something as simple as saying like someone makes fun of the pin and then saying like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I like it and I wear it because I support people. The mm-hmm. end. You know, it can be as simple as that. But I think just reminding them like the power that they have, like in their words and the power that they li- have to like literally change the world. Like they're going to be the ones that change the world because all these old people around here aren't going to change anything. Yeah. And children really have, young people really have that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My seven-year-old, we were watching Survivor together and he doesn't spend as much time. Well, he, so he doesn't have, he doesn't watch um, RuPaul's Drag Race with us. His, um, he's usually, well, he's sleeping when we watch it. So he goes to bed and then that's the time that me and my other children watch. RuPaul's Drag Race together because we're like binge watching all of the seasons. And so he doesn't have a lot of that language that everybody else does. Um, so we were watching Survivor and they brought in like their family for like, I don't know, they have like a family night every season where they bring in family to the island. And one of the men, his boyfriend came and he he's like, my seven-year-old um, saw them like kiss and hug. And he goes, wait, that's his brother. That's a- he's kissing his brother. And I'm like, no, that's not his brother. It's his boyfriend. Uh-huh. And he goes, well, that's really rare. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it is rare to see it on TV. Yes. It's, I mean, it's yes. not unheard of. But I, <laughs> I was like, yep that it's more it's somewhat rare but boys can kiss boys and girls like you can kiss whoever you want and so like that i love 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 choice it's so (laughs) what yeah that's rare that's rare oh and then he goes because he's really like he's a little mathematician he's like "Mm." i go well, it's not that rare or something like that. And he goes, hmm, well, it's probably only like 3% of the population. That That's what he said. Like, that's what his little brain came up with. It's like, I love, him. I love it, him so much. It's probably more. It's probably more. And I, be, I bet it would be a lot more if, if people could actually like be who they want to be. Anyway, just that's amazing. like to tell you the conversations that happened in my home. <laughs> um okay so I should tell you both that I sent you both a message to like set this up at the beginning of the month and then as soon as I sent it I instantly regretted it because I was like oh my gosh like people are gonna think that only I'm only doing this because it's pride month and like I should be doing this every month of the year and so then I got a lot of like internal like turmoil from from doing that but again like I do try to elevate all year round um so what do you think about that like the um so like if you are in a classroom that you are I'm I'm thinking more like private preschools or private schools that are able to 
Um, really, uh, mm, that are able to actually say the word gay in their right. in their space. Um, how? Why is it important to not just talk about it during the month of June? Because gay because people are alive every month of the year. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm about to say. Yes. We're here all the time. There's so much good t-shirt quotes in this. I mean, we're we're obviously a little bit extra during this time, but... <laughs> I love extra. You didn't I'm realize that you weren't talking to Samuel and I every day outside of June? Yeah, exactly. We, we, always, that, that it's always so been fun. us. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's great to have specific times to celebrate especially marginalized communities, right? Because that don't usually get the recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, we always have the people out there who are like, well, where's my straight pride parade? Well, you don't need a straight pride parade because you can't get killed for being straight in 37 other countries or whatever, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's good It's good to have that time to, because re- I think what's good, at, what I like about specific months to celebrate different communities of people is that it puts a spotlight on things that maybe sometimes isn't always there, um, which is always really great to have like a reminder. Um, But yeah, these are things that should be obviously talked about all the time because there's a lot of queer people in the world and there is going to be more and more queer people in the world as people start, like you said, people start having the space to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's there's going to be a lot more people who finally discover who they are um, and so it's just it's important because it's just just it's just people it's just human kind like just be kind to people and let people live their life and if mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with you then shut up about it like yes I have all, yes. I, have, I have like all the mean t-shirt quotes tonight. <laughs> yes, it's I amazing. But it's, no, it's, I mean, it's like, great, though. everybody, I feel like so many people are so concerned about things that have nothing to do with them and are not concerned about what's going on inside their own self or their own home. So exactly. why don't you worry yeah. about what's happening in your house and I'll worry about what's happening in mine. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and in June is the month we're kind of accepted, right? It's the rest of the year that that um, we get told that we're an issue. Yeah, we get told that um, we are um, manipulating people. We get told that we get to watch um, uh, Congress people and senators and and all these politicians decide things that they have no understanding of. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't forget our agenda. Of, Oh, our agenda, the Taco yeah. Tuesday meetings, right? Um, um, it's, it's it's June's the month where we kind of get um, told that it's a that we're, we're kind of get like a free pass month, which I I mean not this year, but we kind of get like a free pass <laughs> month, and then uh, every the rest of the month's like okay, well you had your month, so now mm. I wish you could have really a free good. pass month every month. You know, you do in my world. So yeah. that's why it's important to be an ally. Mm-hmm. It's July 1st. Months of a year. Tone it down now. Tone it Is down. it July 1st? Oh, no, oh, it's not. No. <laughs> it's no. like... <laughs> That's someone that will say that. Like, oh, July 1st. Now tone that down. You had your month. So a couple years ago, I was on an airplane in June um, flying to San Francisco. And there was a person in front of me. And... I don't know their pronouns, but if I were looking at outward appearances, me personally would say they were male. And we went to San Francisco, had our trip, got back on the plane, same person sitting right in front of us. And they had their phone out and they were trying to like hide it. A little bit, but I could see while I was with my coworker, Alyssa, I could see like, um, and she's a, she's an ally and 
we could kind of see what the photos were and they were all from like a pride parade and they were dressed in drag and the cutest thing ever was that they still had like tons of glitter stuck in their ear. It was, and her and I are just like melting. Cause we were like, well, a, we were both like sad because I, and, and maybe we didn't need to be sad because we don't know anything about this person, but oh. we're hopeful that they have allies yeah, and supportive people in their life. But we were both melting inside because we were just like, I am so proud of you for going to a place where you felt celebrated and happy and just watching them reminisce over the photos over and over and over was so cool. I'll never <laughs> I love, forget that. I love that. That reminded yeah. me of something else I'd um, read again. I feel like I'm bringing all the sad stuff too. So it's okay. You get the mean quotes. I get the sad stories. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, it reminded me of something I saw on social media that went over a couple times about, and this person was saying that, um, to prove, kind of prove that, um, cause people like to say that because we have pride that we're obviously in a different, like, everything's okay. We're like, right, um, right. like, like you guys are obviously equal to everything you've, we've got pride, you have a pride month, like it's all okay. Um, but this person was talking about how, I think it was Chicago, it was like Chicago or New York or somewhere where they take a lot of trains and subways and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how, um, as Azuzine Pride, you saw all these like young kids like scrubbing their faces off and like throwing away flags and trying to get rid of any <coughs> trace that they had been to these places because they were going to go back to somewhere where it wasn't okay. And I think that kind of sh- that that's like showing it's like we we've still got a long way to go. And that's why it's more than just June. It's all year because even in June, even though I said we had a free month, even in June, um, it's still an issue to people. Mm-hmm. My kids just got home. So I was trying to like <sighs> give them the eye that I'm like on <laughs> here. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. We're going on like two hours here. I was just looking. I'm like, oh my God, doesn't even feel like yeah. So oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I want to go over really quickly what educators or early childhood educators can do to be an ally within the classroom all year long. Absolutely. Um, get to know your families. Um, be aware of who your families are. Not even just families, be aware of like your colleagues. Get to know your colleagues. Um be aware of the things that you plan for the year. If you're going to plan to do Mother's Day, I don't, I don't say, I say don't do Mother's Day or Father's Day presents, but if that's what you're going to be doing, be conscious of the kids that you have. Some kids don't have mothers. Some kids don't have fathers. Some kids have two fathers. Some kids have two mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, just be conscious of all that. Um, if you're going to be planning a event for guardians to come in, like a Donuts with Dads, um, be aware of what students are going to be left out of that because they have two moms, so they're not going to have dad coming. Yeah. Um, or, or any kind of situation it might be. Mm-hmm. Just, just know, know, know your atmosphere and make sure that you have books and that you have pictures on the wall and you have um, materials that can be used by the children that are queer friendly mm-hmm. or queer thriving. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, thriving is my new word. I'm using mm-hmm. it on everything. Love I it. like it. Samuel, do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah. Um, also, just it's okay to be honest and it's okay to be honest about the things that you know and the things that you don't know. If a child asks you something and you don't know the answer or you're uncomfortable with the answer or whatever, talk about it with them. You know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with with that because it also will show them that it's okay to not know everything and it's okay to continually learn things. Um, and then also be honest, be honest about yourself too. And be honest about who you are. Um, that's a big thing. That's a big thing for me, at least like everywhere I've ever worked, 
every child knows exactly who I am and knows who Perry is and has seen him. And we've talked about it like, I don't want to say like it's normal because that sounds really bad, but like we talk about it like it's nothing. Like this is what we did last night. This, you know, just being honest and being open about those parts of you as well can can create a safe space. And then just remember that when when we decide to work with young children, we are deciding to advocate for them. And if that's something that you're uncomfortable with doing, then don't work in this field. Another mean quote. Yes. If you're uncomfortable with it, then get out. Yeah. No, but really, because that is a huge part of what we do. And, you know, we have to advocate for what's right for the children and it can be hard and it can be tough, but that's why it's important to find other people that you can connect, connect with and get encouragement from. Um, and just, again, just make a space where the children can feel safe, no matter who they are and no matter how you may feel about who they are. They still need to be safe and know that. And then I don't know how many uh, like guardians are listening, but if you're a guardian listening and you're hearing your child come home and they're talking about these things that their teacher is talking about, let the teacher know that you support it. Let yeah. them. There's so much messaging going around right now about what what teachers are doing in the classroom, mm-hmm. what kind of um, manipulation apparently that we're doing in the classroom. That it's very disheartening to be a teacher right now for many teachers. Um, just so if we're doing this and you're, and you support it, should tell us you support it. So we have somebody, when someone comes at us and says, you're doing something wrong, we can point and say, Hey, I have one person. I have somebody that's supporting this. I have three people who have come and told me that they want this to happen. I have four people, whatever it is. Lovely suggestions. Thank you both so much for taking time to to educate people tell uh, people where they can find more of you each both of you um you can find me on instagram at honoring childhood um you can listen to my podcast it's also called honoring childhood um yeah that's literally, uh, you can't, you can register at the link in my bio for the virtual day camp that's coming up in July. Yeah. Hopefully. You should, you yeah. That. Oh, wait, she's yeah. probably going to post, you're probably going to post this after that's already done. I have no idea. No, I'll probably post it like next. I'll probably post it tomorrow. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Register, register for that. <laughs> yeah. The link is in Samuel's bio. I need to do that. Um, <laughs> Okay. Um, and you have a course that I is do. called Partnering with Families. I do. I and do. do you cover anything of what we've talked about in that course at all? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Talking about how to support all the different types of families and how we can create a safe space for them in our classroom. So check out that as well. Mm. aren't you glad you have me here to plug you i am look at that yeah <laughs> let's, see. let's see what's willie gonna plug his master's program <laughs> no no i'm absolutely not pl- plugging my master's program no one needs to do don't okay. do it okay no, well, he is gonna have uh, a t-shirt shop up apparently he's gonna that's steal all of samuel's on, quotes yes um, yes all the <laughs> um no so you can find me at in on instagram at mr willie pre mr willie underscore pre-k i am not mr williams pre-k who is the very popular tiktoker Mm. a lot of people seem to get get that mixed up um (laughs) but um yeah um if it's still june you'll you'll see Um, you have way better hair than him anyway so (laughs) um but if it's still june there's still a ton of stuff on i've been posting all about um, pride on my instagram mondays i talk i give you some kind of pd book to look at Wednesdays somewhere you can support and then on Fridays I showcase some kind of young activist which is very funny because some of them are only like two or three years younger than I am (laughs) um, 
Um, and then my other big thing is these pins. I have these pins that are that say "Let Queer Kids Thrive." They're six dollars on Etsy, and for every pin that's sold, half of that I don't keep any profits. I'm literally only keeping two dollars for the pin itself and a dollar for the packaging. Um, but the other three dollars is going to some kind of queer queer youth organization. Right now, it's it is um, Drag Queen Storytime because of a lot of the issues they've been facing, and I wanted to show them that that we support them and that we are there for them. Um, but yeah, okay. Can I, I'm not sure if this is acceptable to do or, or not, and we can cut it out if it's not, but can you share your Venmo with people in case people just want to like, Oh my God, donate because of the education that you've just given them. Is that acceptable or not? Why wouldn't it be acceptable? Okay, oh, then give me your Venmo. Get, let's, always, and I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes too. That's that's the other joke I've been seeing going around social media. Have you seen that one where it says, you know what? It's Pride Month, and instead of giving your money to these horrible corporations who just pretend to love gay people all year, you should just give your money to me, a gay person who <laughs> will use it to pay for my own food. Um. Exactly. <laughs> no, I have not seen that, but I, I empathize. Yes, right. Pay me. But yes, my Venmo is honoring childhood. Amazing. Thank you. Um, my Venmo, I'm double checking, is at WVILL002. Amazing. Nice. And I will put them in the podcast show notes as well. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank this you. This was delightful. I missed you both. I and love when the three of us get together. I know. Like, so jealous I'm going to come too. up with something fun and creative that we, we need to do like on a monthly basis. We need like yeah. a monthly series yes, or something, but we need to have like a song and costumes with it. I love it. Somehow. Um, Cause I think that would be great. I love, love it. it. That'd be so much fun. Okay. I'll, I'll, well, and you guys have great ideas too. So if you think of something mm. like, let us know. Yes, absolutely. I, I really need to come up with something just so Willie can wear his bonnet again. <laughs> oh yeah, my bonnet. <laughs> Your camp hat that looked like my a bonnet. I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> All right. Oh. Toodaloo, bugaboos, chickens. Love you both. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Howdy. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.